This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody, to your AEW Rampage review for August 20th, 2021. And August 20th, 2021 is a date that we will remember forever. Indeed. The first dance. And that first dance was with who, Sarah? CM Punk! Boom! CM Punk. I mean, we could spend this entire episode break, breaking down every word that CM yeah. Punk spoke in that 20-minute opener. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, this was a monumental episode. Just AEW TV. Wrestling. Like, this is Everything huge. Wrestling. Huge. The man had been gone for seven years. Yeah. Wasn't going to come back to wrestling. Didn't didn't have the passion for it anymore, supposedly, supposedly, but the right thing came along and here we are. So, uh, but before we get into this episode, which we will talk about extensively, don't forget to check out all of our content that comes out each week, our Dynamite and Rampage reviews, topic discussions, Q&As, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. <laughs> also, don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to this podcast at. Uh, so, Sarah. Yes. Uh, you want to talk about Rampage? Yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> let's do it. Wow. So. How'd you start? Sh- <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to start this one. I mean. It It, it was more than a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Insane. Oh, my In- goodness. As soon as it started, you, like, I literally, I don't even think we can even go this play by play. But my, like, no, literal, uh- like hairs on my arms were standing up I got like chills I basically you know kind of like told my husband to take the dog for a walk I just needed to be in the moment I didn't need any distractions Yeah, because I couldn't eat, I couldn't drink because if I did I'd probably choke and die so I just had to be focused (laughs) well the fact that we, we got here and they teased everything you know we've been teased with it for what two three weeks a month yeah probably but it's still they never officially said it's happening so even no. going into it if you've watched things on twitter yeah it's it's, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen right yeah, yeah, yeah. but there were still there were still people going into it still and eh, i'll believe it when i see it and you're one me was, yeah i think yeah and it's but i think a lot of people were naysayers were like yeah it's not going to happen. I'm not falling into this trap again. But until, even if let's let's say you you went into this going, it's not going to happen. As soon as that show started, you saw fourteen thousand plus upwards, fifteen thousand, I think maybe mm. there. I'm not sure the official number. Um, but you saw that crowd, and the entire crowd is chanting CM Punk. I mean, yeah. it, it I had to set in right then that. Okay, it's happening. Like legit. I also, They're not... I, I also love the fact that they let that linger for so long. Yes, that's all like, you was, heard was for no the opening cutting, of the show. Yeah, that's it. And there was no, like, no commentary or anything Mm-mm. for so long until Just... Punk came out, had his moment <sighs> on the ramp, and then he looked like he signaled to them to talk because, like, <clears> he came out and. First notes of court of personality hit, and you literally—it felt like a, a ripple effect. Through the crowd. <sighs> and like, if you'd have been there, I guess <clears throat> you're going to feel that. But even I felt that in my body, like a ripple effect of like emotion. Like, yeah. oh my God. Like, 
but don't forget, like we've been, this has been like CM Punk stuff has been going on since the start of AEW and probably even yeah. before that with WWE. And so mm-hmm. many times, like I said in the past, that I've been like, all right, yeah, great. And then nothing ever happened. So I gave <laughs> up on the whole fact. So even uh-huh. though, like I said to you, like, yeah, it's probably going to happen, but I will not be 100% convinced until I see it happen. And I've not uttered the words to anybody until it first came out and I went, oh my God, it's CM Punk. And that was the first time I said his name. And that's not even a lie. That's legit. Nobody heard me because nobody was in my house. But I had to say it because I said as soon as I saw him, I would say it. And I did. Trust Um, me, if you... If you listen to this podcast, you heard it, even though she didn't, we didn't hear her saying it right then. As soon yeah. as, you know, it happened, we're like, yeah, I can hear Sarah saying it right now. Yeah. She's saying and then his he, name. He, he took the moment on the ramp, you know, he, he soaked it in, which even from that moment, you could see in his eyes, the emotion of just like, mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm. everybody is like ecstatic for his return. Like there's no other way to describe it. And then because no one was speaking on commentary, it then looks like he's then pointing and going, right, now you can say that I'm back because I've soaked this bit in. Which I think yeah. is like a really like amazing moment in itself because people at home are also watching this. But they hear yeah. commentary where obviously people in the audience don't. So we need to soak that moment in as well. And they've let you have it. Instead of going yep. straight and going, as soon as he was like, oh my God, it's here. It's not. It's let you yeah. take that moment in and going, CM Punk <clears throat> is in all elite wrestling. And that was literally all they've said. And then he's yeah. gone to the ring and stage dived, which I saw someone's yeah. photograph of him stage diving and he's like literally landed on someone's phone and they've got a <laughs> photograph of his right face. face. It's absolutely yeah. incredible. Like they've got that forever. That's insane. Yeah. Everything about that walk down to the ramp, everything, well, everything about the whole 20, it's 20 minutes it took up with it. So a third of the show they gave to CM Punk and deservedly, I mean, you, that's, that's the main reason this was, you know, that arena was sold out and that everybody was watching it was for CM Punk and not to say mm-hmm. the rest of the show wasn't important, but 20 minutes, that's, you know, a third of the show given to him and that's rightfully so. I mean, that's the way it should have been. Uh-huh. Uh, but that entire 20 minutes felt organic. It felt uh, real. Uh-huh. Uh, the words he were, he was saying, everything had weight to it. Uh, yeah. It wasn't, nothing felt <laughs> like he's saying something he doesn't really believe. Um, uh-huh. I mean, when he was on his knees on the ramp, the look, the tears in his eyes, uh, that that's real. That whole walk, the yeah. jump into the crowd, like you talked about. It just mm-hmm. felt like it was something that just happened. It wasn't something yeah, like none okay. of that was that was none of that was yeah. planned. Yeah, that's this okay, that's that's the spot where I gotta over. jump. It's just I'm gonna do it. And that's you know like everything about may have had a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of feeling for the security guys, yes, because they were like, Oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? If he disappears into the crowd and now he's just like gonna be crushed. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> But it's just, you know, everything felt like, you know, just do it. Like, just, yeah. just do Live it. Live in the moment. That, yeah, which it's, that's what AEW feels like anyways. It's just yeah. like, let's try it. Let's see, let's see how yeah. it goes. Like, let's just go with our emotions. And like you said, uh, and that's, it. <laughs> yeah, because that's literally, you know, what he said when he started talking. We're just winging it. But yeah. the first thing he said, though, which was so, so huge, was the first thing he CM Punk, one of the best guys on the mic, period. I mean, yeah. his promos, like, well, they keep carrying on now, even from his time in WWE. They still carry on now. Yeah. For seven years, people still still talk about him. Uh, mm-hmm. And what does this guy do the first time he gets a mic in his hand in AEW? He puts somebody else over. He's amazing. That should tell you, that should tell you everything you need to know about mm-hmm. CM Punk in AEW. Mm-hmm. First thing he did. Was said, you guys really know how to make a kid feel like Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. Uh, that line alone. You can imagine how Britt was like in the back as well with that. And I hope she didn't know about it. I hope it's, mm. it literally was like, I hope he didn't say a word to her he, so he that she said, could just get that react. He said on um, the media scrum afterwards, 
they asked him about it all and like stuff and he was like no I literally like in my head I'm here to help the people that mm-hmm. are in this company that are coming up through the company like Darby Allen and all this and he said and what better way than to push obviously one of the most amazing women talents that they've got yeah. and he said so if I say a name it gives Brit all this extra oomph behind her because CM Punk's that was the first thing he said mm-hmm. so and- that's massive the first words he spoke in AEW were about Britt Baker like that's mad. that's huge. It's huge, and that's and and that media scrum. By the way, if if you haven't checked it out, go go yeah. check it out on YouTube. Go check it out. It's, you know, it's, it's absolutely it's... brilliant. Tony Conan's Carl is like literally like fanning out, yeah. like he's proper fangirling at some points. It's absolutely yes. brilliant. Which some people criticize, and I think no! that's insane to criticize. I don't want to go on a big tangent about that, but but he is a fan. He's everything we've wanted. In an owner of a company, because you want that owner to be as big a fan of the product and as as we are, and that's what he He, is. He is literally the representation of of all of us sitting beside Sam Punk right there. Yeah, Uh, because at the end of the day, like, yes, it's a business. We all know that, but he's not taking the heart out of what he's doing. He's still that fan. He's still gonna absolutely freak out when these people arrive. And I sent you a video earlier when Tony Khan came out to speak after the show. Yeah, and after ended. the show. And mm-hmm. he's generally seemed like really emotional when he was saying thank you to the crowd. He did. And then you he, could he, tell. Passed, he passed the mic to Sting and basically was like bowing to Sting, like like literally like you are the guy. Like, yeah, it's just. There's a, there's a respect too. something there's, about literally... Tony Khan that he just. He is every single fan of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like you, you will freak yeah. out when you see people that you absolutely admire. Of course you will. Yeah. If you mean you probably faint. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but in the and the big thing is too that he said was that is he's he's got time. Like he's he's not going to be he's got time. That was so important. He's not going to be here and gone. And no. and he's a full time that- guy. Yes, that's it. He's going to be here. He's not going anywhere. Uh, you know, and after the show, you know, they didn't talk about the exact duration of the contract, but it's fairly evident that he's going to be around. He's not, yeah. he's not, dip, you know, a lot of the talk was, is he going to dip in to promote um, Heels, the new show yeah. he's in on Stars? That's what he's doing. He's just coming in to promote the show and then he's going to be gone. Eh, pump the brakes. No. no. No, he's dropping anchor. Uh, yeah. AEW is his home. So if you thought otherwise, just you know, get used to it. That's just yeah. how it is. I mean, he is in AEW. Um, and he said on the press conference as well, like afterwards, I know we're going to be talking about Rampage, but this is still important. But it, um, it, relates. He, it relates. He said, he said afterwards, like he's been talking to Car- Tony Khan for like well over a year about this. Like this, yeah, like has been in the works for, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And he was like, um, "I needed Tony Khan to wind down," and he was very clear saying it wasn't about money. He wanted mm-hmm. to know Tony Khan. He wanted to know what yep. he was getting involved in, what AEW was about, what the whole, you know. And then he mentioned how they handled um, Brody Lee's news of being sick, and yeah. he obviously was saying like the family didn't want. Um, people to know because that wasn't how you know he lived his life he was quite a private person mm-hmm. and AEW respected that and no one knew and he said and that was yeah. really me going wow this company is completely different and that yeah. speaks to what Tony Khan and what the whole team of AEW have built in what two two yeah. and a half years two years yeah Two years that they've been on TV, two and a half years, yeah. but you know it's been going on a little, little longer. Yeah, but yeah. they've they've really built. They built I feel a like family. Built, yeah, they built a lot of trust in very not quickly. just fans, not just fans, but it's important to build trust in the fans. But to build trust in the talent, the wrestlers who a lot, honestly, have probably been jaded, you know, or mm-hmm. have uh, 
have probably seen locker rooms that not to say other locker rooms are terrible, but can yeah. be not as, as inviting or as mm-hmm. uh, open arms as yeah. not as uh, not as one big team, I guess, as you would say, is more mm-hmm. cutthroat. Uh, yeah, I think I think they've built a trust with the talent to where people, yeah. uh, if if given the opportunity, I think this would be a place that they would enjoy being uh, family. Yeah, like you said, best way to put it. Uh, but yeah, he the um, he also went on to somewhat apologize to to fans for yeah. his absence, uh, which is kind of not like necessary. Me slightly, but, yeah, but it's but it's cool that he at least acknowledged saying that's something that he just needed to do. He needed to get himself healthy and where he was, mm-hmm. uh, was not the place he needed to be to get himself healthy. I think he mentioned mentally, spiritually, and physically. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Uh, it's really difficult because I can see like how he may have thought that was like the case, like he let people down. But yeah. I, don't, I, I think it's kind of a humble thing as well because Mm-hmm. He clearly didn't understand how much people loved him and what he was doing. Exactly. And how mm-hmm. much people connected with him. And it just seems like he carried guilt with him, which I never yeah, like a, bit. a person carrying guilt when something's happened that isn't their fault. He needed to go away and, like I said, get yeah. healthy, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, all that type of stuff. I 100% resonate with that for my life as well like what happened like three years ago I left work because I needed to focus on my health so it just kind of like it because I still have guilt every day like my husband still works yeah. silly hours and I don't yeah. work at all and I still feel guilty that you know I'm not you know earning x amount of money or whatever or I'm not sh- like you know people may yeah. receive it wrongly so I yeah. get that and it just hit me really hard like we need to <laughs> sometimes you know think about mm. what's right for us as people but mm. don't carry the guilt because the people that support you support you that's it yeah yeah and everybody there and everybody watching 100 percent understood what he needed to do and are just we're happy now mm-hmm. to draw a line under all that and yeah. this is yeah. what like what he said he left professional wrestling when he left Ring of Honor, and now he's just joined back up. So mm-hmm. we've got, you know, CM Punk in AEW and what he's going to create with, well, Darby Allen to begin with, and then who knows? It's going to be amazing, and this is where, you know, his career carries on. So that's that's the thing that we need to remember, like, all that stuff that's happened, yeah. yes, it was horrible and there were great moments and it was horrific at the same time with some parts. But that's done. That's, that's you know, water under the bridge. But this is now yep. and this is what we need to focus on because every time he comes out, he's going to get that reaction. And and him, you know, talking about leaving the Ring of Honor in 2005, and that's when he left professional wrestling mm-hmm. and he came back August 20th. 2021 in, in AEW, you know, people will look at that and go, oh, I can't believe he's going to slight WWE. That that's, it's, you know, everything mm. that he did there. How's he going to just skip over all that? I think what he's saying is, is he's realized, especially he knows better than we do. He's actually been there. So mm-hmm. if the, if the dude wants to skip over it, he can skip over it. I'm not going to yeah, tell it's his whatsoever. Life. What, it's his but story. what I, th- I think what he's saying is, and, and it's what WB has been telling us the whole time. They're not professional wrestling. They've been yeah. saying that the whole time. They're entertainment. They're a, a, mm-hmm. a, an entertainment company now content. considered a, a content provider. It's different. That's mm-hmm. It's more of a television production thing. It's yeah. not even pro wrestling anymore. It may yeah. have used to have been at some point. It's not anymore. And I think he would know better than anybody if he's actually been there. Now, mm-hmm. whether people that are there want to admit it or not, whatever, or fans want to admit it, they're telling you, WWE's telling you, they're not pro wrestling. So, R- Ring of Honor is, mm-hmm. uh, and was, and is, still is, and AEW is. Uh, so, it's that's what he's saying. Like, you know, he... Yeah. That was the day pro wrestling died for him. Didn't die, but ended, and now he's back in it. Yeah. Uh, 
just not 100%. just not considering the e pro wrestling. And that's just that's how it is. Uh, you know, people it's can argue like that, but people can get you know mad and everything and tweet about how you know he slighted WWE, but. That's for you guys as fans or as people that watched mm-hmm. him at that company. This is this mm-hmm. guy's life. This is his story. He won't have, mm-hmm. you know, shed everything that will have happened because that's that's his. You can't, yeah. you can try and sympathize and empathize and, you know, that's everything. But you, you won't ever know anybody's true story because you're not them. Yeah. Um. So anybody that gets angry at this, I think you need to realize that <laughs> he lived it, and he had yeah. to go away from it to become well. Yep. In every way possible, and you can't be mad at someone for that. You can't be mad at someone wanting to, you know, make themselves better. It doesn't work like that. No. No, it doesn't. Everybody's got their own journey. Yeah. Um, so, but then he he. He pointed to the looked up in the rafters, right? Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Uh, I think we all knew it was going to go down this road. We all had a pretty good feeling. Again, those those hints. Yeah. But uh, I, I like it that they didn't hint around it anymore whatsoever. Yeah. Like Sam Punk didn't throw like uh, you know a relentless word out there to try to hint at who he's going to feud with. He just went straight for Darby Allen. There he yeah. is in the rafters. And I want and the you crowd, man. Yeah. He wants him at all out uh September fifth back in Chicago. And that yeah, that place went crazy. He is uh, a smart and, guy as well for doing it like that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And all out is sold out. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> it was sold out ages ago. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think if they out... if they put twice as many tickets on sale now, it would sell out again. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I saw someone tweet, um, Darby Allen looks happier than he did when he won the TNT title. <laughs> <laughs> does 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 Darby not look like an absolute star? I mean, my God, he look at who he's surrounded by. I know he's up there in the rafters with Sting. It was such an awesome callback to to. They do such a good job of yeah. mixing nostalgia with yeah. modern day edge. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get with Sting and Darby. Uh, it just works. And here's Darby and Sting up in the rafters. This is my childhood watching Sting in the rafters repelling. Mm-hmm. And the two realities, the now and the past, are like side by side. And it just works so well. It's not forced. To me, it doesn't feel yeah. forced. It just works. It makes sense. And uh, man, and now we're gonna get you know Darby Allen and CM Punk. I, I mean, if people think... when people well when people are making like fantasy matchup lists of yeah. of Punk and so and so, Punk and Darby is always it's on everybody's mm-hmm. list. Uh, yeah. So it, it, we're getting it right off the bat. That's I just mean, awesome. If anybody questions how AEW sees Darby Allen, I don't think you can question it anymore. He is legit. No. Like, I think they are, they push, they are pushing them four guys that started out mm-hmm. in this company. Sammy Guevara, MJF, Jungle Boy, and Darby Allen. Exactly the yeah. same, but in different ways, if that makes any sense. Um, yep. Darby Allen is legit. Like, he is now surrounded by, let's just remember, Sting, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, and now CM Punk. Yeah. Like, and, what is this dude's... Like, seriously, this guy lived in a car. <laughs> like, he must be, like, so... Thinking back to those days where he, like, had nothing. Must be like, oh, my God, I can't believe where I'm at. And he even said on the video that I sent you, because there was, like, loads of little videos from after the mm-hmm. show. <clears throat> he even yeah. said, like, this company has changed my life. And it has, yeah. because he's now, like... He's probably one of the top stars in AEW behind the books, behind Omega, behind Moxley. He's getting up there. Yeah. And and the people that that claim that, you know, AEW's, oh well look, it's it's just a lot of WWE guys that are that are, you know, getting these spots. They point to certain people like Moxley or Jericho or mm-hmm. or even Miro in that in that uh, in a certain way. 
but the the I think the people that complain about that aren't really truly watching the show or really paying no. attention because if you are paying attention, you will see that's not exactly on the surface. It may look like a certain mm-hmm. way, but when you watch it, yeah. it's not what it appears on the surface. Mm-hmm. Because you, yeah, you could you could take Darby and all make him make him world champion, and then it's mm-hmm. like, oh look, okay, they're fi- they're pushing new people. Mm-hmm. But if you put if you do it a certain way, it's going to draw people. It's going to push people away from it or be yeah. too. Whoa, okay, that's. Oh, hang on. There's a, second. a process to do it. There is a process. Yes, the what they're doing though is just slowly, and they're you mingle people in and rub mm-hmm. shoulders with this, and all of a sudden, before you know it, like you didn't don't even realize it. All of a sudden, he's a world champion, and wow, mm-hmm. how did we get here? Like it's yeah. you know, it all makes sense, but it 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 happens such a slow process not mm-hmm. slow but it's everything is a, a long-term storytelling with a yeah. and we talk about that a lot with AEW. they do it so well and even though darby's arc isn't like an arc with one single person like the mm-hmm. kenny omega adam page story his story even though it intertwines with different people is a long-term story they're telling with darby mm-hmm. and it's and it's working and when we get it there is. it's going to be awesome yeah and also, that's how you build new stars and also if you want to Go, oh, it's just WWE guys that are pushing. Can we just, we're going to get to the main event, but can we just say Daniel Garcia, mm-hmm. an indie guy who's aligned with 2.0, was in the ring mm-hmm. with John Moxley and then ended up in uh, after match, you know, kind of yep. beat down post match with mm-hmm. um, Sting, Eddie Kingston, yeah. John Moxley, and Darby Allen. Yeah, they're yeah. always sorting out WWE guys. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and he was and he was made to look strong even in a <laughs> loss to Moxley. My that's God, the Moxley thing. Just Mox- had enough. Yeah, he, but he got so much offense in it, and that's what I love about Moxley matches too. You, he could easily I mean, book it where he's going to come in and squash him with a couple of ma- a couple of moves. Yeah. But it's not the case with his stuff. You know, it's. It's about making the other guy look good even in a loss, and he does a really yeah. good job of that. But yeah, hundred percent. Ah. But wow, what yeah. freaking way to open this show. What a way to uh, start it. Like, I was sitting yeah. like, okay, everything else is going to follow this. Um... <laughs> yeah, and, and you knew it too. Uh, I know. That, that it, it, I heard booking, uh, like fantasy booking about how to book it at the, at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, about whether they were going to wait to do the CM Punk thing at the end, which I thought, hey, that works too, because you retain yeah. viewers because they're waiting for that CM Punk moment. Mm-hmm. But looking at the way it happened, for a couple of reasons. It, one, if you're going to give Punk 20 minutes, and he needed that time, you need oh, the time for that, for, for that whole segment to breathe and for the fans to be able to really to take it off, in. Because they have to go off No, air. exactly. So putting it at the beginning made sense, especially the way it played out. If that's, yeah. that's the way it's going to go, it's perfect. Number two, if you're going to wait to the end to have CM Punk, the other three matches are going to endure CM Punk chance throughout. Uh, by putting it at the beginning, boom, everybody got it. The fans got what they came there for. They, that's what, you know, those Chicago fans, that's the ticket. The mm-hmm. rest of the show was awesome, but that's the ticket. That twenty And they got 20 minutes of that, a third, mm-hmm. a third of the show. So they got that, not to say out of their system, but those CM Punk chants that everybody's been chanting for seven years, they got it. Mm-hmm. Boom, you got to begin the show. Now we're on to the rest of the show. And yeah. I think that was a uh, uh, that worked in favor of the the rest of the talent on the show that they didn't have to uh, not to say endure, but I mean, really, that's what it would be. They'd be mm-hmm. listening to CM Punk chants throughout their matches. Uh, can I also just uh, say before we move on to the, the next match for yeah. anybody on Twitter that was criticizing that one fan who was obviously emotional? Oh, geez, um, like really. Like, you have no idea what is that guy's life. So yeah, we don't. Like, give the guy a break. He was in. We're meant to have emotion in wrestling. It's meant to evoke stuff. It's not. You're not robots. Yeah, yeah, and we're talking about what he may have been going through. But I honestly, you know, I wasn't going through anything crazily emotional or anything. But I still almost got teary eyed. I mean, you know, it's. And I couldn't imagine being there. I mean, that's, you know, and him being the hometown guy, you know, it's, it's, it's supposed to get emotion from you. Like you, yeah. you, we talk about wrestling supposed to get 
whether it's a TV show, a movie or whatever, mm -hmm. it's supposed to invoke emotion. Yeah. So, hey, it's supposed to invoke emotion. And when it does, people are going to make fun of it. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So when it accomplishes goal, somebody's going to make fun of that. You're meant to feel stuff at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. And if yeah. you don't, that's fine. That That's who you are. But either way, it doesn't matter. But if you if you then ridicule somebody for their reaction to something, then that's just it's just no point because yeah. that guy obviously was like emotional. He's obviously like, you know, was probably a massive CM Punk fan. He's probably waited so long for this to happen. And the the moment caught him and that's completely fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I cried when John Moxley turned up. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And she also cried when John Moxley got hit in the head with a microphone. Yeah, I really <laughs> cried that day. I didn't care. Yeah, hey. moving on. <clears throat> All right, so the first match of the night after, and it, it's really, it, I talked about the, the CM Punk chance, them not having to deal with that, but still having to, uh, I mean, the fans, they're, the fans are never going to get any more excited than they did during that opening segment. So there's no really build up to like a big moment, although the rest of the show is great, but the crowd obviously is never going to get back to where they were. No. Um, but but the uh, the matches were, were great though. Uh, the uh, the opening match after twenty minutes was uh, Jurassic Express versus Private Party in the first of the tag team uh, title eliminator tournament matches. Uh, and also match you're going to get great matches when you put Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, uh, Mark Quinn, and Isaiah Cassie in a ring together. That's just going to happen. Yeah. Almost every time. Uh, but it ended like this uh, with Jungle Boy in trouble on the top turnbuckle. Private Party, they went for the gin and juice, but in midair, Jungle Boy countered it into a tornado DDT on Isaiah Cassidy. Then he and his dinosaur teamed up to plant Mark Quinn with a Thoracic Express to pick up the win and advance to face either the Lucha Brothers or Varsity Blondes in the, uh, the finals of that tournament. Uh -huh. uh, the tournament. The tournament actually going to... Uh, the winner of this tournament is going to face uh, the Young Bucks at All Out in a Steel Cage match. So, yes. uh, how did you like this opening match? And it's weird because we're talking about an opening match 20 minutes I later. Know. Because yeah. normally, <laughs> AEW always kicks off with a match. You never get these segments to open. But, no. yeah. So, this was a little different tonight. So, how'd you like I, this? I love the fact that the Bucks came out with chairs to sit down. Oh, yes. Oh my goodness! I was just like, "Look, gotta gotta love it." You gotta love them. I can't. I know. I know. I'm not a fan of the whole situation in character. Blada blada blada. But you mm. legit gotta give it to me because my goodness, that was brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I always seem to like. I always seem to feel bad for Jungle Boy sometimes because. He always ends up in a corner far away um, because nobody wants Luchasaurus to come in at all. Um, <laughs> he always seems like he's taken away. Um, but yeah, this is a brilliant match. I This sounds really weird, but I didn't expect them to win. The only reason I'm saying that is because they've already had the match with the Young Bucks. Yeah, I, I see that uh, because I think we, we both look at it like the lucha brothers are gonna are gonna be the team yeah. there uh it makes sense but i have thought about it since we've we've talked about that and i think there's a chance it could be jurassic express in the cage with with uh the young bucks okay because they had their chance at almost beat them recently mm. you know on the last uh dynamite yeah and it was it was the interference that caused them not to win. So storyline wise, it would make sense for them to them to be the ones because they've got a little bit of a story right now with the Bucks because they lost because of interference. For them to be the ones in the cage with the Bucks to keep the interference from happening, because Lucha Brothers haven't been involved with them recently. Mm -hmm. uh, when I, the way I think about it is Lucha Brothers always have great matches with the Young Bucks and they haven't faced them in a while. And normally AEW doesn't do rematches so you think it's going to be lucha brothers um mm. 
But storyline wise, though, uh, you know, it could make sense for Jurassic Express to get there. Yeah. Plus, plus, you would think uh, another another reason for it to be Jurassic Express versus Lucha Brothers in the finals. Obviously, you think a face team is going to face the Young Bucks. It's not going to be mm-hmm. Private Party. No. So if you get two face teams, it could be either one of those teams. There's only like one heel team in it, anyway, isn't there? Yeah, Private Party. Yeah. Uh, but we assume Varsity Blondes are not gonna gonna be there. So, uh, so it made more sense, I guess, Jurassic Express going mm-hmm. over here to be make make it a face face matchup. Yeah. Uh, to make it a little less predictable because it could, mm-hmm. you know, if it if it is Jurassic Express versus Lucha Brothers, it's it could go it could go either way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd love opinion, to see. I'd love to see Lucha Brothers and then just Luchasaurus coming in. What <laughs> what the hell would Phoenix do? Like I just need to see what he'd do. So so the matchup we're looking for is Luchasaurus and Phoenix yeah. in that match. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because like some of the stuff Phoenix does is like obviously like, you know, top rope stuff, but he's got a dinosaur to jump off. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna be using uh, Luchasaurus as something to jump off or uh, yeah. off of from then. He's gonna go top rope and then, all oh, right, there's a higher bit I can get to. <laughs> Thanks for giving me a, a diving board. Yeah, this is great. Oh my goodness! All right. <laughs> um, so the next matchup was Jade, yeah, versus Kira Hogan. Uh, it, it it really what was basically a, a glorified squash. It was a showcase match for smart Mark Sterling's client. Even though Hogan got a little bit of offense in, Jay yeah. finished her off fairly quickly with a thrust kick, followed up by dropping Kira mm-hmm. on her face with the jaded, and Jay gets the win. So how'd you like your girl's performance? And how'd you I like just... Kira Hogan? Either way, both of them. Kira Hogan's brilliant. Um, yeah. I definitely, um, definitely want to see more stuff with her. Um, mm-hmm. like, do you know what I think would be interesting? Her against Chris Statlander. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to see her stick her. around. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, but my God, it's <laughs> just like a force of blinking yeah. nature. Um, like I know a few people were a bit um annoyed that it was a squash, but it needed to be it's 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 timing like would you rather that go longer and see him put stuff be sure they are like what was like kind of you know the issue and if if i'm being honest as soon as the punk thing ended i started looking at those three matches and going yeah i I, man these commercial breaks are really really long (laughs) every time they went to commercial break i'm like uh every match is gonna be two minutes like i'm just but I, the way the Jade Kira Hogan match went, I think this would have happened regardless of yeah. the punk thing. Uh, if if Jade faced Kira Hogan on Dynamite or on um, Dark or Dark Elevation, any of those, because a lot of the the Jade matches you watch on Dark or Dark Elevation are glorified squashes. Yeah. Also, it's the character she is. Uh, you know, she's you're trying to get that beast character over. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, you're going to have to have squash matches. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like Lance Lance Archer when you watch his matches on Dark and Dark Elevation. It's mm-hmm. two, three moves, and it's over with. I mean, yeah. you're trying to get him over as a monster, so mm-hmm. I have no issue with it. No, nah, it was it was good fun, and she still looks phenomenal, and yeah. Yep. Uh, more yeah. Jade. <laughs> Please. Yeah, and her physically, from a, like a physical standpoint, she just looks imposing. She oh, looks yeah. like not, no one else on this roster. Yeah, uh, male or female, she's just mm-hmm. built differently. Yeah, just to put it that way. She yeah. she really is. Uh, now yeah. you know, yeah. So given more in ring time, which is what she's going to get, and what she's getting, that's why she's on dark and dark elevation. Mm-hmm. Uh, get more in ring time. You know that that those uh, her move set will uh, will change, will grow. Uh, yeah, and she'll get it more even over even more with the crowd. This yeah. it'll take a little bit, but uh, from a stamp physical specimen standpoint nothing can touch her period no so, she you just uh, wouldn't want to even like look at her wrong would yeah. you because you'd be <laughs> petrified i'm good I'm right. <laughs> how did i end up in I this ain't. wall um, yeah. <laughs> oopsies her. Uh, yeah absolutely fantastic right. i can't wait to just yep. see her develop 
more and more. Yeah. Also, Hero Hogan as well. Like, yep. this women's division yep. is, you know, slowly but surely getting some meat on the bones. Um, next was the main event. We had John <laughs> Paul, Moxley. Paul Mark Henry had to interview him. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, so I, I love these these the the, the lead-in interviews of Mark Henry. Yeah. I hope this is a, is a thing going forward. Like yeah. the split screen, where you got the opponents on either side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the little bit from Danny Garcia in two and then Moxley's like, "Yeah, dude, this this I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> are we are we all are we all in agreement that heel Mox is not intimate, but is possibly bubbling on the way? Could be. Could be. Because the guy is he's, probably he's a, deprived. <laughs> Let's just yeah. say. Like, he's angry. Yeah. <laughs> I have, would have no issue with him just being ill all the time. I get it. As as a father, I get it. I've been up since <laughs> As a father to a daughter. <laughs> yes. I get it. Um, but yeah, this was the main event was John Moxley and had Eddie Kingston at his side versus Red Death Daniel Garcia with 2.0 with him. Mm. And although Garcia got in more offense than I expected, we talked about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, he did get in a lot of offense. Uh, the result of the match was never in question, like for one second. Mm. <laughs> in the end, in the end, Mox attempted a paradigm shift, uh, but Garcia countered it into a leg lock on Mox. But in the blink of an eye, Moxley countered that into his own submission, locking in a bulldog choke. And that was the end of the line for Mr. Garcia as he tapped out. So Moxley prevailed. But afterwards, 2.0 and Garcia attacked Moxie and Kingston. But they should have known backup was coming. And it was coming in the form of Sting and Darby Allen, who upgraded their nosebleed seats for something a little bit closer to the action. Moxley (laughs) dropped Garcia with a paradigm shift. Sting put both members of 2.0 down with a scorpion death drop. And Darby put the cherry on the top by crushing 2.0 with a coffin drop. Uh, Awesome way to end the show. Mm -hmm. Can I just say, I am so, so happy that Mox got his friend Eddie. And Mm. now they've got a little family of misfits. It's so nice. Uh, Little... (laughs) Family of misfits. I love it so much. <laughs> They're just like little crazy buddies. And um I love that I'm gonna go into the match in a minute, but I love at the end yeah. when Moxie ruffles Darby's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Darby just looks like a kid going shut up. <laughs> uh, cool not in front not in front of everybody. <laughs> it was just uh-huh. brilliant. It did make me laugh so much. Um yeah, and this match was um well obviously it was awesome. John Moxley was in it. Um <laughs> I was also surprised about the amount of offense Daniel Garcia got in, which I am gonna say, and I, I'm almost truthful, I was a tiny bit worried about what was going on. I was just like, hang on a minute, like you're not you're not gonna do you're not gonna do this to me, right? Like <laughs> Moxley's winning, right? Like <laughs> Especially like with the ankle up, dude. Like seriously, you almost brought the guy. And then when he leaned back, like in like the submission thing, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like you're gonna break his legs, man. Um, mm. this was brilliant. Like Daniel Garcia is like, how's he been hiding? Like seriously, I know. this guy needs to be on TV. He's brilliant. Um, he's... he 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 hung with Mox really well until Moxley got annoyed and choked him. Um, but you always run that risk. Um, you always run that risk when you with Moxley in the ring. <laughs> just <laughs> take, a smidge. He'll, t- he'll take so much, and then he's like, nah, that's it, I'm done. And just like, yep. chokes you. Um, but you could see that moment. I've seen somebody mention that. You could see the moment that Mox was like, yeah, I've had enough of this, mate. And just like reversed into the um, into the bull jog joke. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. An amazing show with an amazing start, middle and end. Um Rampage as a whole has really set the bar high for itself, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is a good thing. And also, I'm slightly nervous uh, at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because where do look, we go from here? Can I just say for everybody that's going to be like, obviously, like AW fans will know, but for anybody that's kind of like, you know, 
how can I say it? Not it's in and out, but watches it, but then try and find faults with it. It's not always going to be on such a high level. It possibly can't be. Like, it legit. Mm. They can't have mega surprises CM Punk level every single week. It's not possible. One, there's not enough no. wrestlers in the world for it to happen. No. <laughs> and two, <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't think they've got the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not always going to be that high octane level. But it has set the precedence for it's wrestling. You get some backstage stuff, but it's mainly the actual in-ring work that it's focused on. And for a one-hour show, that is what we need on a Friday or for me a Saturday morning because it's just good fun. It's wrestling. It's actual professional wrestling. That's fine. You've flies, got, but... If you love it, you you love it from the heart. And I burst with pride when I get to watch stuff like that. And I'm just so happy. And I can I just say, the reason why I didn't go on Twitter, Woody knows this, on the Saturday after I watched it, because I, I was like dead quiet. I went out for my friend's birthday <laughs> at like two o'clock and I only got back um, home at like midnight. So <laughs> my phone was yeah. going off in yeah. my bag the entire time. But it was my friend's birthday, so I'm like, hold on, wrestling. Um, she was she would have been quite annoyed. So <laughs> I um, I had to stay silent, and that's why I kind of tweeted going, I haven't disappeared. Um, yeah. I am still here. Yeah. But yeah, I couldn't uh, uh, couldn't keep up with wrestling and um, stop uh, my friend, um, you know, drinking herself into oblivion. So. <laughs> and, and I had and I had had said you you had a a birthday party or something Saturday. Yeah. And, <laughs> Yeah. Everything, but I I'd forgotten, and I'm so used to, um, I'm so used to you like the morning non-stop. that she, the morning that she watches or something, either seeing a tweet or getting a message like, oh my god, and I was like, wow, is this, we're I'm, we're all the way through the day, and I haven't heard a peep. Like, <laughs> it's just the biggest event in like forever in wrestling just happened. Like CM Punk just showed up and nothing. I mean, normally like you know if. You know, Daniel Garcia debuts like she's going crazy or something. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like, oh, did you see the new guy? Wow. It's like, uh, CM Punk, hello? Like, <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> nothing. And then it dawned on me, though, like as a day, I went, oh, yeah, that's right. She had that thing. I said, I bet she's, yep. So, yeah, yeah I was busy. I, <laughs> I saw the tweet and I, were, yeah, that was right. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I so, um, I had to kind of sadly put wrestling on the sideline for sacrilege sacrilege how, how dare, dare you I? how dare you have a life i know other how than dare wrestling I? how dare i it was a good night <laughs> yeah it, yeah i came second in bowling yay hey, hey. <laughs> i suck at bowling um <laughs> so yeah um this will definitely definitely be not just a rampage, uh, not just an AEW event, a wrestling event yeah. and moment that will resonate throughout wrestling history. Yeah. For as long as we talk about wrestling. I mean, it's, it's just like going to be that kind of... 20 years or plus, when someone mm-hmm. does the top 10 moments of, you know, the, you know, wrestling period 20 years ago, what were the top 10 moments? This is going to be... Number one, <laughs> yeah, it's it's man, it's 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 up there in the conversation with all the great moments, uh, yeah. especially at, at the very least, the great returns, yeah, because yeah. it's somebody I think that so many people had had thought would never return, yeah, and uh, that's what makes it so. I mean, because so many returns happen, and you're like, well, yeah, but. They yeah. come back, you know, once every once every couple of years, they come back, you know, or you know, mm-hmm. once every so often. Uh, this was somebody literally that that I think it took a special promotion in AEW, mm-hmm. a special boss, a special yeah. locker room, a special feeling in mm-hmm. order to bring that person out. Do I think CM Punk would have ever come back to wrestling if not for AEW? I highly doubt it. And yeah. only he could tell you that. I don't know. It's just me speculating and listening to the, the, the post-show interview and what he said since then. I really don't think 
that he's yeah. coming back to wrestling if something like AEW is, is not around. Because uh, like he yeah. uh, he mentioned before that he had had offers from other promotions. Yeah. Hey, come, you know, he's like, eh. Yeah, he's like watching things to see how they do. He's like, no, this is not yeah. it. AEW he, is he's it. He's been watching AEW for a while as well. And like he said, everything just seemed to line up perfectly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, the universe is just setting things up. And yep. if it's all there, maybe you should go for it. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, I can't yep. believe it still. Um, <laughs> but she said it. CM Punk is in AEW. And we got the graphic. Yes. Confirmed. Yes. Confirmed. And he's on. Dynamite I'm looking at their week. website right now. <laughs> I'm looking at their website right now. He's still on there. We didn't dream it. Yeah, still there. And he's at Dynamite next week. And like yes. I said, he's Wednesday, Friday, four Saturday or Sundays every year. Mm-hmm. So he's full time, baby. It is a brand new era in professional oh, wrestling. Summer of Punk if, is back. If, if there's anybody out there that did not take AEW seriously, yeah, wake up. Mm-hmm. It's serious. Yeah, like TK says. This is only the beginning. It, and yeah, this is... oh my god. <laughs> Who else is coming? What else is happening? There are more surprises on the way. Might not be complete surprise. I think a lot of it we, we see coming. Uh yeah, we think we, we think we know it's coming. Happening. So, I know. So I'm not gonna say surprises. I mean, Daniel Bryan, we're looking at you, brother. Uh, I mean, they Ruby finally Soho, found what's a up? way. They finally found a way to have surprises, but to also hint at it without telling you it. <laughs> to advertise it without advertising it. I mean, um, seriously, fifteen thousand people bought tickets on a rumor. Like, on a rumor. On a yeah. rumor. Oh, on a CM Punk rumor. I mean, on the think about that. <laughs> on a CM. How many times have we heard CM Punk rumors? They bought. Sold fifteen thousand tickets on CM Punk rumors. Just, just that's how good this company is. Like they managed to get that done. I mean, when that happened, they must have all been in the office going, "Did we just, did we just sell that many tickets on, like, getting people to speculate?" (laughs) Wow, that's not a normal good advertising strategy, but it seemed to work. (laughs) Whatever they're doing, keep doing it. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, my goodness. If you weren't taking AEW seriously before, you, you might want to start taking them seriously. Yeah, you might want to check it out. Yeah, they're not going away. No. Um, uh, yeah, awesome. Awesome uh, um, Dynamite. Awesome Rampage. We got an awesome Dynamite in Milwaukee coming up. Yeah. Uh, and then I, b- I believe they're taping Rampage with Dynamite this week, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just another great week of AEW wrestling coming up. It's another great week. All yeah. right. But we hope you enjoyed our review of this monumental episode of, of Rampage for AEW and for professional wrestling. Just so huge. Um, also, don't forget to check out all of our content that comes out each week. Our Dynamite Rampage reviews, uh, Q&As, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. Yes. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at LetTheBeardPlay. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. All right. Uh, Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye. See you in park. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Park.